What is up, everybody? We got a few show notes before we dive into the buttery goodness of this Movies and Podcorn episode, so bear with me for just a moment. First things first, make sure to go check out Watching Netflix Without You once you're done with this podcast. Watching Netflix Without You is hosted by our good friend Heather and can be found on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast fix. This past Tuesday, uh, March 8th, she released an episode featuring yours truly. That's right. I went on her show and we broke down the Netflix original Tick, Tick, Boom, which is nominated for an Oscar this year. Who knew I could do Pixar and Oscars? Quite the range, if I do say so myself. But don't just listen to that episode. There's a lot more on her feed to check out. Listen to this. She's got The Irishman, Army of Thieves, Don't Look Up, another Oscar-nominated film this year, and of course, Tick, Tick, Boom. That's a murderer's row. Check out all that. I know I will be. Make sure to check out everything that Heather's got from watching Netflix without you. Speaking of Oscars, sometime this week, uh, coming up, not sure when yet, we're doing a special Oscars preview episode here at Movies and Podcorn with our friend Kieran from the Best Picture Cast podcast. Who better to talk about the Oscars with than someone who has a podcast about Best Picture? I know, right? Super excited about that one, so make sure to tune in for that, and continue checking out our website, thecircuitverse.com, for all our great content on sports and pop culture. We get you covered on everything, from the Oscars in a few weeks, to the NCAA tournament, which starts this week. March Madness is back, baby, so go check that out. Finally, on a serious note, we want to warn you about this episode. Uh, This particular episode of Movies and Podcorn on the Pixar film Luca contains a lot of LGBTQ rights conversation. And we want to stress that if you are someone who does not support LGBTQ rights and gay rights and basic human rights, then do me a favor, do us a favor, and stop listening right now. Don't go any further. We don't want you here, and you are not welcome. We would much rather lose listenership than be supported by people who do not support LGBTQ rights and basic human rights. So you've been warned. We touch on some heavy subjects in this episode, as well as our usual chicanery. So proceed with caution. All right, I've been talking a while here, so now you can hear me talk some more about the movie Luca. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Movies and Podcorn. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by... Joey. And what film are we here to discuss tonight, Joey? We are here to discuss Luca. Yes, Luca. Nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars uh, a couple weeks from now. Um, uh, I have a lot to say. Uh, in taste buds, so I'm going to let you take the floor, Joey. What did what did you think? What were your taste buds for Luca? Um, I thought it was a very interesting movie. Um, yeah, in the in the beginning, uh, and from what I picked up just from reading the description of the movie, I kind of thought it was going to be about like a kid, you know, a, a sea monster kid type thing who like got lost from home and you know was like somewhere in the ocean, but you know, that that's kind of the whole thing. It's all like in the ocean, but it's kind of when we get into the parts where they, where he left the ocean and was hanging out with, uh, Alberto, was it? Yeah. I believe it was Alberto. Uh, 
you know, I was like, oh, maybe this is just like, you know, he's going to like make this friend and then he's going to get lost because they were doing, getting into some crazy stuff, you know, jumping that moped that they built off it's of the cliff, that, whatever it is. Uh, and, I, and I was like, oh, you know, something's going to happen. I am, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a storm. Some sort of storm is going to come. And it's going to blow him out to sea and he's going to get lost. But mm. then, I mean, that's not at all the direction the movie went. And it was, yeah, it was just like very confusing up to that point. I was like, okay, like when's this thing happened? But it's, it's, it's more about them going on land. I, I don't know that the whole thing just like really threw me off. But overall, I think, I think I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it, it, you know, I, I say this a lot, but it was, it was different. It was something different, you know, uh, hmm. you know, the, I, I feel like this is one of those movies. There's not going to be another one. Uh, it's just going to be a good individual film. Uh, and so I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay. I will warn everybody right now. I am about to get a little fired up. So, you know, bear with me. Probably going to say some controversial things. Hope we don't get us canceled. Um, I, as you know, Joey, when I, when we watch this movie, I voiced some frustrations with uh, how Alberto and Luca were portrayed. Mm-hmm. And, but that was, you know, I was frustrated, but I wasn't like upset about it, you know? And then some things came out, which I'm going to touch on a little bit, even since we watched it a few days ago that made me infuriated with it. And now I actually like hate this movie. Um, so I was very frustrated that these two were not gay and because they made it seem like it was gay. Like Joey, did you think they were gay? for a long time in this movie. I did. Yeah. I thought they were too. And, and like you said, it wasn't what you, the movie wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And I agree. I didn't think they were going to get lost, but I, from what I knew about it, I just assumed they were two friends that had known each other their whole lives and just discovered that they were human as well. Um, which would have been fine. I didn't need these two characters to be gay. Like I wasn't, that wasn't a requirement for me. If they were just friends, then they're just friends. That's fine. But the movie went out of their way. It seemed like to set it up as these two characters are gay. And then like an hour ish in the film, we get him like all of a sudden falling for Julia out of nowhere. And they showed no, nothing at all that would make you think he was into her until that scene. And that really frustrated me because it felt like Pixar was pulling their punches and decided at the last second, well, we can't make them gay. Like we gotta, we gotta make them straight. He can't be a gay character because we want to make money. And a simple fix would have been if he had just like, you know, the train scene at the end when he, when Alberto gives him the ticket. Yeah. If, if Luca had just given him like a quick kiss right there. Like it doesn't have to be like, they don't need to have gay sex to be gay representation. Just a quick little kiss would have said everything would have been like, okay, these two are gay and they love each other and that's it. And if they had just done that, I think it would have fixed so many of my issues because I was so upset when he fell for Julia and that whole scene where they're tripping out on whatever <laughs> multiple times they tripped out in this film when him and Julia trip out, and then he sells Alberto out when Alberto like um, reveals himself to Julia as a sea creature. 
and Luca's like, I don't know this guy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if, if they had just done the kiss on the train, then it would have made that scene be more about Luca just wants to go to school and he doesn't want Alberto to ruin this. Like he wants to go to school and be normal. But it seemed like he just did that to be with Julia. He's like, I don't want Julia to know that I'm friends with him. So I'm going to throw my, this guy in the bus to be with Julia. So I hated that. Just the one little fix would have gone so far for me. And this whole movie I felt like was littered with gay metaphors. Like literally they're coming out of the water. Like Luca is literally coming out and discovering who he is just like a gay person would come out and discover who they are. So they're coming out of the water is a metaphor. And then Luca wants to go to school and be normal, which, you know, a lot of gay kids struggle with that. They, they feel like they're not normal and they want to be normal. So I just felt like there were so many metaphors alluding to their gayness and then Pixar pulled their punches. So that was frustrating to me while we watched it. I was, but I wasn't upset. I was like, okay, whatever. That's typical. But then Florida struck and we can always count on Florida for ruining everything. Florida and Russia ruin everything. Um, the don't say gay bill. And Joey, do you know what the don't say gay bill is? Yes. All right. Why don't you give us a very quick synopsis? Cause I'm talking a lot. So interrupt me here to fill the fans in on what the don't say gay bill is. Okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I, ha- I don't watch the news super frequently, but I, I did hear about it. I didn't know it got passed, uh, into law, which you, which you told me, um, I didn't know that, but I do know, um, bas- basically like a very quick summary is that it would basically prevent, I believe it's in schools. Uh, it would prevent kids about prevent kids from talking about just the word gay, um, yeah. preventing them from saying it, preventing them from talking about it. Uh, kids who have gay parents, uh, prevent them from talking about that. Um, which basically isolates them even further and prevents them in a sense from feeling normal because they can no longer talk about, you know, and and for kids who are gay, they can't talk about anything about themselves. Really. It just like shuts them off or it can at least. Um, And so it's just, it's, it's a way of making them feel more isolated and less uh, like their peers. Um, and it's, it's, I will say it's, it's kind of a dangerous thing to pass. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's putting the welfare of a lot of people at risk. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Um, yep. They can't, yeah. Basically what the, ba- I mean, I don't think the bill is actually called don't say gay. I, I think it's probably something different. I would hope. I believe that's just what they're, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of what the media I think is calling it. I, I don't actually know though. I mean, it, who, who, who the hell knows it could be. I mean, Florida. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I really hate that. You know, I, I am not gay personally, but I've had a lot of friends who are gay. One of my best friends in high school was gay and he called me multiple times in tears, worried for his life um, for multiple reasons because of bigotry and all this stuff. I, so this really bothers me that that happened. But the reason it connects to this, and I'm not just going off on a news tangent is Disney was cited for donating lots of money to this political figure who pushed the bill through. So that created a shitstorm for Disney. Um, And 
the last couple of days, Pixar creators and Disney creators have come out and talked about how Disney and Pixar have um, told their creators to not include gay things, to limit uh, LGBTQ representation and to kind of stifle that out of your your work and just make characters, you know, keep them straight. And so that like enraged me on this film because I can really see how that happened because the whole way through the movie, they're setting this up that these two characters are gay, but at the end they're like, well, Disney doesn't want us to do this. So we're going to shoehorn this Julia thing in. So, you know, the mouth breathers, the cousin humpers in Alabama and middle and Southern America who think that if you're not a white straight male, you're, worthless and so they will watch the movie and it just really frustrates me um because there's no reason these two couldn't have been gay and just that one little quick little kiss you know could have been the made the whole difference to so many kids who might have felt empowered to come out because of this movie and now they can't and it it didn't need to be a big deal like if they kissed i don't really think that many people would be upset about it but so I could go on and on. I'm going to stop there, but I was incredibly frustrated and upset with these decisions. Um, this is also my burnt popcorn hot takes for the movie. So uh, I'm getting it all out right now. I was very frustrated and I'm not saying other people have to be, if you you know, if you don't have that feeling or opinion, that's fine. I'm not telling you how to feel. That's just how I felt um, with this movie. And so, yeah, very frustrated with the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it's understandable. I mean, personally, I mean, I kind of, I kind of fall in the category of, and you, you know, this very well about me. I kind of fall in the category of, you know, do whatever, do whatever you want. You know, it's whatever. I, I don't care about, you know, who anyone is. They can be whatever they want. I don't judge. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm maybe a little less passionate about it, but I, I still, I agree. I agree with the points. Um, I think it's well said. I think it's something that should be talked about. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things, like I said, uh, like what the hell, like, you know, it, it's like, you, you can't just like, let it be what it's supposed to be. We gotta, we gotta go in and I mean, and, and you can, you can clearly, what I'm saying, I guess you you can clearly see, uh, as you mentioned, like, they get to a certain point in this movie and it's like, you, you kind of, you know what's happening. And then it's like, it's like all of a sudden, you know, something changed. It's almost like they had gotten this far in the movie and then the creators were, or whoever's in charge was like, no, 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 no. Like we can't be doing this. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, they, they just crammed that in there and said, Oh, you know, we're going to change it. So it fits kind of fits our, the way we go about things here. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, if they had not planted all those seeds that they were gay, like I would, I would not have cared if these two were just friends. They grew up together and were straight. Like that wouldn't have bothered me at all if, they're, if, they, if they weren't gay. It's not that. It's just that it seems like they went all the way up to the line but didn't cross it. You know, like yeah. it felt like, a, like almost a pity representation. It's like, here you go, you know, be happy with like the hint and the maybe speculative nature of it but you're not going to actually get it so anywho um let's move on to some cheerier topics let's go to kernels and buckets where we discuss our favorite and least favorite characters but so on a cheery note let's go with our least favorites joey who is your least favorite character of this film 
Um, I liked Alberto. He's my least favorite, favorite character. Least favorite. Are you listening to me? Least favorite? I said least favorite. Oh, I thought you said fair. Sorry, it must. My my connection is must have been flawed in that moment. No. Um, <laughs> uh, my my least favorite character is the. I think his name is Urkel. Yeah. Okay. Urkel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the guy who's like, I, like, I don't understand who he is. Like, so <laughs> I, I get, I get, he's like, I get, I get, he's like the winner of, of that race mm. and he, you, you know, like whatever, like with like the race is a big deal, but yeah. it, for the most part, it seems like these are like kids participating and they even say like when entering, they're like, Oh, like, cause he, he says like, Oh, I'm 16 this year. And they're like, Oh, you know you were 16 last year like that that like doesn't make sense to me it's like clearly he's not mm. and they're they're just, yeah i i don't know there's just so many things i could say like he 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 clearly first of all he clearly doesn't look 16 he doesn't look like a kid at all second of all he's like a scrawny dude like why is everyone like why are all these kids like scared of him i don't i don't get it like mm. why doesn't some parent just like kick his butt or something i, I, don't, I don't know like it He's like he's like bullying all these like children who who just want to do the race. Um, and he, I don't know, he yeah, he's just like a scrawny dude. It's like why 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 not just like beat him up? Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I also just don't like I, I don't like arrogant characters anyway. But like he, he's very arrogant and he like about beating these children in a race. <laughs> it's it's just like dude like. Like what the hell? Like why? Why are you like this? Um, so I, I did not. I did not care for him much at all. Like, and uh, like at one point, him and his crew were like holding harpoons at the kid, at the kids. Yeah. Like, what is going on? What is happening? Yeah, you could tell me he's sixteen. You could also tell me he's like thirty-six, and I'd believe either one. Yeah, I don't know. I it's yeah. It's, it's very As strange. A, yeah, he. I don't know. He he struck me as like the villain from like a 1980s high school movie set in Europe. Like <laughs> he's very much like the son of the person who owns the ski resort and we we're going to have a race to determine who gets to ski on this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just very he's very odd or cool. He's Yeah. You know, you know what it reminds me of. You know what he reminds me of as a character. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Victorious when you were younger. Uh, okay, so yeah, like for for all those people out there who did, I I used to dig those Nickelodeon uh, like teenage shows. Like uh, yeah. I guess like our iCarly was one of them. Drake and Josh definitely uh, sure. it was like Victorious and like Zoe One Hundred One. I used to wa- watch those when I was a kid, and in Victorious there was like a an episode where this girl's father, uh, they owned like a restaurant and it was like karaoke night. And so like the kids from like this, like the whole thing of victorious is like the characters all go to this like talented art school. Like they all have like gifts. Like a lot of them are good artists or good singers. So anyway, this group group of them goes to this place and the, the reigning champions from karaoke night are the two girls whose father owns the place and they keep winning over and over and like they get up there to sing and they're not that good. They're not very good at all. Uh, and they keep win- they keep winning because regardless of how many cheers they get, the the father always gives them the award. 
And then a couple of the girls from the Hollywood arts school go up there and they do like a fantastic job and like everyone's cheering for him. And then the father goes up and gives the award to his daughters again. Mm. And they're like, well, that, that just isn't fair. So then, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole thing. They get revenge, they go back and they sing even better. And then they end up winning. But like, I don't know, it, it gave me that kind of vibe. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, this guy, I don't know. He like shows up to this race and he, He's, he's, he's like way, he's, he's probably not even that good. Cause I feel like, I feel like he's not that great cause he barely wins every year. Um, mm-hmm. just, he barely wins over that girl, uh, Julia. And then like, we get a scene when they're in the race, like on the bike, like he gets passed by Luca and it's like, regardless of how good Luca is, you know, it's, he's a kid and this guy's an adult. Mm-hmm. So you, you know what I'm saying? There's just kind of like, no, he's not even that good to begin with. So Maybe maybe he just has to win those races to feel good about himself. I got some questions about that race, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, very yeah. That, that's a great comparison. Um, it, I, I did not watch Victorious or Zoe One Hundred and One or iCarly really, but um, I did watch Drake and Josh. Uh, but it's like uh, it's like sports, you know, when the dad coaches the team and his son, who's awful, plays yep. all the time. They used to drive me nuts. I hated that. Uh, all right. My least favorite character was Julia. And pretty much for all the reasons I stated in Taste Buds, I did not like the shoehorned relationship thing with Luca and her. So for that, I do not like her. How about your favorite character? You already spoiled it earlier, but tell us yeah. about your favorite character. Uh, I like I like Alberto. I thought he was a good character. Um, he's probably my favorite. I'd say out of out of everyone. Um, I'll tell you, there was one other character that gave him a run for his money. Uh, Uncle Ugo. He's, <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, he's 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 like the mime from Bugs Life. You know, he got very very limited time, but let me tell you, I I had a hoot in that amount of time he was there. He was the uh, fish that Luca had to punch his heart, right? Is that the one? Uncle Luca? He, he was the he, he was the uncle that um Well I know he's the uncle. His name is Uncle <laughs> Yeah. Well it just yeah, the uncle I, I I kind of characterize him as the uncle that he was like see through and he was the angler fish, you know, he had a little like yeah, yeah. dancing light bulb in front of him. Yeah. yeah. He was he was good. But um yeah, he he was hilarious in the, <laughs> the moments that he got. Yeah. Um but yeah, anyway, I chose I chose Alberto. Um I, I I really did like his character. You know, he's they become good friends, and you know, I know we talked about how we think it. You know, it was probably more than that, and they cut it off. But for 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 sake of this, I'll say you know that they were friends um, for the moment. Yeah. Um, but I really I I don't know. I thought he he was a good friend, and I liked how you you know when he started showing or when. Um, Lucas started showing more attention towards Julia, you know, he get upset. And then the scene where they go back to the Island, uh, or Luca follows him there and he's, he's upset and he has like the, the numbers written on the, the wall, mm, like yeah. how many days he's been there by himself. I thought that was like a big, that was kind of a sad moment. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, I, f- I feel like overall he's kind of a, you know, a darker character, you know, he had a lot of sadness maybe, um, Mm. and a lot of emotions he wasn't 
talking about a lot because you know in the, in the early stages of the movie he's you know very happy very excited you know he wanted to go travel he wanted to get away and then throughout the movie we find out you know there's maybe a little bit of a sadness looming over him um which i think made for good character development um of course so i think yeah i, th- I think i enjoyed him the most out of every other character mm. yeah he was good i liked him I liked him more than Luca mm. um, of the two. Uh, my favorite, th- I didn't have to think about this for any time. It was the cat. This cat was so goddamn funny. Every time just zoomed in on this cat's face. It was so pissed off and it just wanted to kill these two kids. And it was so funny and it attacked them. And it was just, I, I loved every second this cat was on screen. I wish we got so much more of the cat. Mm. Billy the cat. Um, probably my might be my favorite uh well that's a loaded statement i need to think about that for a second might be my favorite animal character in pixar who are the big animal characters in pixar there's doug kevin i like the cat better than doug kevin who kevin is the bird i liked kevin uh who else is there and none of the fish Screw those fish. I don't like those fish. Oh, Becky. Or Betty? Betty. Betty was funny. But, uh, but yeah, the cat. How about your least favorite scene? Um, my least favorite scene. I had a I had a couple. I think I think the scene where they're in uh, this is after Luca gets discovered as um I think this is okay. This is a scene where Luca it, it gets discovered that he's been going out, like he's been going to the surface. Yeah. Um, and his parents are getting like very upset. Mm. And I think initially that scene didn't upset me, but there were a couple underlying things for me. Uh, one was that it was oddly familiar. I mean, not really oddly, but it was familiar for me to uh, Coco when his aunt and uncle were or his, his grandmother, I'm sorry, was like freaking out about him playing music and like going to this music festival. It just seemed like kind of an irrational thing. It's like, you know, you, you just live at the bottom of the ocean all day. You're like, you're going to get curious. Yeah. What the, like you're, you're yelling at him for being curious. And they're like, oh, you know, like they said something like curious fish, like die or something like that. It was something very vague like that. And it's like, well, like what? Yeah. Just very confusing. Um, but then, you know, and and, and like in the beginning they make it seem like you know when like in the beginning how initially uh someone gets caught in the net yeah uh you know they make it seem so ominous and dark but then we like we go to this village at some point which i think is going to be like filled with like all these different like issues and like challenges and it's just like a normal village and they go there and like i I don't know you know i kind of expected it to be like some sort of pirate cove where there's like you know, thieves and stuff. And it's like really dangerous. And it's mm-hmm. like, just, it's just a village. I know it's a fishing village, but I don't know. And it just, once that happened, it just made me feel like that scene was just very like, I don't know, you know, his parents could have been like, yeah, it's like dangerous up there, but you know, I don't understand what it is with Pixar and making these like irrational, you know, arguments from the parents, you know, the first in Coco, we get the, we get the spiel about how music is bad. And now, now it's like going to the surface is bad. I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. So like after after we get the scene of them like going to the village and it's not that bad, it just like that that scene seems pointless to me where his parents are like yelling at him for going to the surface. 
pair. His parents don't want him to come out. (laughs) Stay here. Stay as long as you can. Yeah. (laughs) The love of God, cherish it. I did like the dad. The dad was funny. (laughs) The dad was phenomenal. Uh, He he looked like a broccoli underwater. He did. And it was funny because like all the other characters like kind of changed once they turned into human form. He looked the same. Like it was just like, it was like they took a computer screen and just like color filled like tan or whatever. His gun just like whoop, looked the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, Miley's favorite scene, uh, Luca and Julia tripping um, for multiple reasons. One, I've stated it a thousand times now. I, I hate that turn. But also, I don't understand why Luca trips every like 10 minutes in this movie. Yeah. There are so many montage scenes where just like he's on LSD for no reason. And I just don't understand it. Um, so that was my least favorite. Scene. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think that's like, I don't know. I think Pixar does these like weird things where they try to like, they try to show you like, show you to remember like what it's like when you're a kid and like you start like thinking you like imagination i guess Mm. but they they do they make it look like this kid is on lsd uh you nailed you got the nail on the head there um you know and i i i get it when you're a kid like you have an imagination and you think of things and you create all these crazy scenarios in your head but like this like they they just they go overboard with it they make it (laughs) i don't i don't know it's just kind of funny to me they just blow it out of proportions I was waiting to see Bing Bong drive around in a Vespa. Yeah. <laughs> bing Bong, Bing Bong. What is the deal with Vespas? Like, they're, n- they're not that great. Oh, whoa, 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 Joey. Save it. Save it. We're getting to that segment. Trust me. I got a whole Vespa thing coming up. Hold your, hold your Vespas. <laughs> Just keep it in park. Uh, what about your favorite scene? What did you... Um, for my favorite scene, I had a couple different things i was i was uh thinking about i kind of like the scene where they they're out in the fishing boat um i don't know why i just really like this scene uh, they're out in the fishing boat and the the big guy i'm trying to remember what his name was uh, uh massimo or however you yeah, say massimo. that's that's what it was I, I know it started with an m i was very close um <laughs> only six letters off yep yeah <laughs> um yeah i like that scene where they're out in the boat and Alberto kind of helps them figure it out. You know, they're, they're struggling. The father's like struggling to get money for, uh, Julia's race. Um, and she might not be able to do it. And then Alberto, even though he knows, I think he knows the impending friendship coming between Julia and Luca, you know, coming between them, he still helps out the father. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that at that moment too. I, I wasn't even thinking about like Luca or, uh, Alberto just trying to help out. I was thinking more of like, oh, you know, Luca and Julia are getting, you know, closer as friends. And Alberto's kind of like sacrificing his friendship to like help. It's almost like he was helping them to get closer because as the race preparation came up, they like Julia and Luca got even closer and Alberto kind of got pushed away a little bit more. But yeah, I like that scene. They're out in the boat. The cat was doing some funny stuff. Uh, And he... (laughs) the cat got thrown out in the water, but, um, yeah. And he, he helps, he helps the, uh, Massimo 
Uh, he helps him find the fish and they come back to the dock with like a bunch of fish, like the boat's like overflowing. Mm. Um, but I like that scene cause I, I was able to think that way and kind of see Alberto put others above himself. Um, mm. you know, especially where the, the fact that he's like a sea monster and he, I don't know, he, you know, it's kind of, kind of like in Luca's village or whatever they, they're like, Oh yeah. Like the people that are fishermen, they're like murdering all these fish and then like, Alberto like helps them murder the fish so that they can do the race. Mm. Interesting scene, but I, I, I was like thinking a lot of a lot ahead during those scenes, which I don't know why. But they prefer the term "sea creature," Joey, not "sea monster." Oh my, my bad, my all, bad. All sea lives matter, Joey. Um, I have a question about that too. Are Luca and Alberto cannibals? Hmm. They're consuming a lot of fish. They're killing a lot of fish. Yeah. Once again, Pixar. I feel like every movie, there's, there's these hints of cannibalism. I just wonder what's <laughs> going on over there. You know? The world may never know, but... I yeah, I remember you mentioned that during the movie, um, and I I don't have a comment. Uh, they're suppressing gay people, may or may not be eating people. Pixar, we gotta we gotta work on this. Uh, my favorite scene was Alberto and Luco swimming uh, to the mainland for the first time when they're like when Alberto's flipping out of the water and doing all these tricks, and Luca is like learning to do this because uh, he's never done it before. He's never swam above the surface. I really like that scene. Um, it just, it, it was a good glimpse into their relationship and, and it was just nice to see them having so much fun and just Luca discovering who he is really and what he can do and Alberto teaching him that and just a really nice scene. I thought that showed their happiness, which they don't get a whole lot of in this movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of their last. I don't know. The it seems like the trip to the mainland is like the last part of the movie where they're both like happy doing friend stuff. Yeah. Together, and and then after that, it's like I don't know. Seems like one of the other isn't happy after that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that wraps up our kernels and buckets. Now, Squid Game. Joey, who would win the squid game from Luca? Um, I think Massimo wins the squid game, okay. even though he's missing an arm. Sure. Okay, let's hear why. I mean, he's very intimidating. He's very he's a very large man. Um, for oh, and for those of you who have seen Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, because Adam hasn't, uh, which is astounding to me. Um, he he reminds me very much of Flint's father. Um, Ah uh, yes, you know with with his the because we don't in the beginning he's got very bushy eyebrows and we don't see his eyes, uh, which is exactly how Flint's father is. And it's, I don't know, I just got and, and Flint's father is also a huge guy, you know, disproportional to every other character in the movie. So I you know I I, I just I was able to make that comparison. I mean, this guy Massimo, he's the same way. He's very he's a very large man. He is um, you know. Very, very strong. He has to do everything with one arm um, because his other one was lost to the, to the sea monsters, apparently. 
sea creatures. The, the, the sea creatures. Um, my bad. Um, You're going to get us canceled in the sea community. We cannot have that. I already canceled us in Alabama. We can't be canceled more than once. Um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any other character that can be, I mean, we don't, we don't really, the thing is we don't meet a lot of characters in this movie. Um, I feel like, True. and he's definitely the largest. Um, he's definitely the strongest. I just, I think he wins. Yeah. Uh, interesting note on the physical comparison. I feel like all Pixar characters who are, I mean, not all Pixar characters, all animated characters who have the body type of him are almost always depicted as no eyes and just huge eyebrows and a nice mustache. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like we see that all the time with characters who look like him. I, Cause I feel like, isn't there a character in frozen? I haven't seen frozen in a long time, but isn't there a character who he like runs a shop that, uh, Oh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the one, the one that says a uh, uh, big summer blowout. Yes. Doesn't he is, doesn't he like kind of not have eyes at the start and just huge eyebrows? Maybe I'm mistaken. I, I, I don't think so, but I, I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen either of those movies in a long time. Yeah, me neither. Um, and Zach claims he's never seen one of them, but we know yeah. the truth. We know. We know that's not true. <laughs> I shared my grapes with him. Um, I thought about Massimo, but the the one arm thing, you know, I really, uh, I got hung up on that <laughs> for for multiple events. Tug of war, I think he would struggle. Uh, <laughs> that's that's true and then the final squid game you know he's really strong and he's i think he's good with weapons but where it's a three-person fight if he if the other two decided to gang up on him i think it'd be very difficult to fight off a double team with one arm true i mean and, and to, to be completely honest with you i don't i don't see him winning the whole thing um mm. but you know, I, I think I think in this movie, I don't really think of anything else that's better. <laughs> that's fair. I went with Alberto because he is viewed um, as strong. Massimo even calls him strong. So I'll take his word for it that he's strong. And that's about it. Certainly would not take Urkel or Julia or Luca or the dad. Um to me, it was like Massimo, Alberto, or the mom. Um, I went with Alberto, but he certainly would not win, I don't think. Too bad there wasn't an underwater game. He would crush it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, but all right. So you have Massimo and I have Alberto. All right. That wraps up our squid game portion. Let's move into burnt popcorn. We dish out some hot takes. I got off my hot takes in, in during taste buds in the beginning. That is my hot take. Joey, do you have any hot takes for this film? I don't have anything specifically. I have, I have a couple questions, but. <laughs> well, we do um, have a segment that is uh, about questions. So. Yeah. Well, thank, thank, thank goodness for that. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into, do you want butter on that then? Where we ask questions we should probably know the answer to, but we're going to ask them anyway. Uh, hit us with your first question, Joey. Uh, what is what? What is so important about a Vespa? Preach. What? 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 I mean, I, I understand. I, I understand that you know these guys are from the ocean, and they you know they come out of the ocean, and 
they're not adapted to people life or human life. And they're, you know, they see a shiny poster and it's like, Oh, Oh, that's cool. But I mean, I feel like upon seeing one in real life, you would realize like, it's just a scooter. It, it is just a scooter. Um, I've known people that have, I mean, I don't know anyone that's had a Vespa in particular, but I know a lot of people that have had scooters that are very similar to that of a Vespa sure. and they are just nothing fancy. You know, it's Walmart. They have them at Walmart. Yeah. They, you get, you use them specifically to get around. You don't use it to get around in style. You don't get it, use it to get around fast. You use it specifically just to get around. Yeah. So if you got to get somewhere and time is not of the essence and you don't, <laughs> you're not worried about seeing an ex that you're trying to impress, you know, sure. Yeah. Take the Vespa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I guess too. And I, I can't, when I was a kid, I mean, the lamest stuff would get me going. I mean, like I, I had a friend who had a, a bicycle that had like a little motor on it that his dad hooked up for him. It was like a weed whacker engine. So he could like, it, it, I don't know, it was hooked up to the bike so he could drive the bike like a motorcycle. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. And you know, looking back, it's pretty lame. You know, it, it wasn't very powerful. Like it only go like five miles an hour. But like when I was a kid, that was the coolest thing. Um, he strapped uh, an, a weed whacker engine to a bicycle. Well, yeah, he like reworked it so that it would. A lot of people do that. It's actually pretty common. So um, you don't have to pedal the bike. You just yeah, it's a motor. It's, it's essentially a motorbike, but it's not powerful enough to push you up hills. And that's when you pedal. Okay. I don't, I, you know, I don't, it doesn't make much sense to me either, but people, there's a, a shocking amount of people that do it. Um, sure. But, but yeah, but yeah, no. So, you know, I can kind of see where being a kid that would get you excited, but I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just feel like they're very, the, the movie seems to target specifically the Vespa and it, it it's just like, I don't know, not just doesn't seem like a big deal. I don't know why. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, they, they decided to, they were going to, you know, take their stand against the gay and just really go all in on the Vespa. <laughs> um, an interesting choice. So that was my first question as well. Vespas. Why? And then my second question, uh, on top of that, that I'm interested to get your take are Vespas to Italians, what segues are to Americans, you know, cause in America here, we do have a, you know, not everyone, but I think a lot of people have a fascination with segways and a dream of riding on segways, especially after Paul Blart Malkop. Um, I think a lot of people then wanted to have their own segways. So do you think uh, Vespas are the Italian segway? Um, they, they could very well be. Um, are, but are segways specific to America? Well, no. But it was the it's the closest comparison I could think of. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, I mean, they could be. I, I feel like I don't. I don't. I don't personally really want a Segway. Um, but I you do know wouldn't, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want a Segway if I was like Joey. Let's get a Segway. You'd be like, Nah, I'm good. If I got one for free. I'd take one, but I, I don't really like. Fair. I don't really have a need for one. <laughs> well, no one has a need for one. There's there is no reason on earth you need a Segway. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. I think they're kind of silly. I think um, you're kind of silly. 
Oh, uh, that you, you're you're right there. You um, love Paul Blart Mall Cop, and you think Segway. Well, I, I love I love Paul Blart Mall Cop. I, I I'm just saying, like for me, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I I think I mean they're kind of neat, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd want one. Kind uh, but of. yeah, I think I think I think as a whole, I think you know maybe I think maybe you're you're right where where we hold them at a specific spot, the same way that it. Italians hold the Vespa. Well, I'm always right, first of all. Second of all, they're kind of neat. That's a hot take in and of itself. Segways are more than kind of neat, bucko. But uh, no, I don't believe Segways are specific to America, nor are Vespas specific to Italy. Um, I don't believe. But I will say, though, I was in Europe, you know, when I was in high school playing soccer over there, and bunch of different countries, Belgium, Germany, Holland. Never a Vespa. None in sight. So, you know, I don't know. It was a strange choice from these creators to really just pin this movie on a Vespa. It was interesting. Um, any other questions? Um, I think that does it for me. Um, yeah. All right, my last one was, I don't know what's going on in the swim race. I don't understand this at all. These people, now I understand like Julia, professional athlete, she is not. Nor is the kid that Urkel like dumps oil or honey or something. I don't know what he did to that kid, but just drenched him in something. I understand they're not fantastic swimmers. Luca, though, literally gets into, like, this 100-pound diving suit, and he just walks to the bottom of the lake and just strides his way to the turning point and strides back. How on earth is he not lose that race by a half an hour? Yeah. He's, like, right with all of the other swimmers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have an answer. It, I, mean, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, even the worst swimmer could swim that distance. It's not a very super far distance. Could swim that distance in like five minutes. But yeah. like just the sheer amount of force against you to walk even in a pool underwater when you're not wearing anything but like swimming trunks is hard. There's so much pressure and resistance and and he's in a suit at the bottom of a lake and he's just like do 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 and he gets there and then he like eats all the pasta super fast which also i don't understand why they didn't call back to when him and alberto ate pasta for the first time and ate it with their hands and shoved it all in their mouth yeah why on earth did he not do that in the contest why was that not a callback i yeah i that's a good question also you know, I do. You know, I do have a question that you. <laughs> what is your question? Why isn't the eating part the last challenge? Like, why? Why would you not do that? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> that bike why, would you sand, suck. <laughs> why? Why? Why would you sandwich it between the two physical activities? Uh, at least they didn't do it before swimming. I know. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> They'd be dead, but. Yeah, that is that is a 
uh, why do anything? Why would any triathlon include eating? I don't understand that at all. Like, yeah, well, well, exactly. Like for, for I, I thought for a while, you know, it's it's like oh, so it's biking, swimming, running, and then it's like it's like what pasta eating? Like what that? Felt that, that felt like that was kind of uh, I don't know. I I, I get a weird vibe from them putting that in there but yeah that that's my question though like why 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 put it before the bike like that's that seems like a very bad idea i got major michael scott vibes and fun run when he like yeah i did too i did too <laughs> that was so fun uh, did you ever believe in the myth that you couldn't swim after if you had eaten in the last like hour they have to wait an hour before swimming I never believed in that. I did like to an embarrassing age. Yeah. I was literally 18 and I still thought that. Like no, yeah, we, for project graduation, like the night we graduated, we went on this trip um, and <clears throat> there was pizza there. So I had a couple slices of pizza as a, an 18 year old would do celebrating the free world. And I, this, this girl who I had had a crush on for a long time in school and we kind of had a thing a little bit and she asked me to go swimming in the pool. And I was like, oh, I can't, I just ate like dead serious. I was like, I can't, I just ate, I can't swim. And she was like, what? It's like, well, no, I have to wait like an hour. And she just didn't say a word, just walked away. I was like, okay, whatever. I guess she didn't eat. And then <laughs> I realized, <laughs> I told one of my friends, I'm like, are you an idiot? I'm like, that is not a real thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. You cannot swim if you eat. Like, you're going to get cramps really bad. Like, you would drown. <laughs> and so he told me that. And then I Googled it. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> so, embarrassingly old when I realized uh, I, that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't believe in that. I remember I was like, I can recall I was like 11 or 12 at the public pool when I lived in Missouri. I'd be there with my friends. It'd be like the middle of the day and I'd eat a freaking tuna fish sandwich with like mayonnaise and stuff. And then I'd jump right in the pool right after, right in the deep end. No, I never believed in it. Tuna. Hot take. Overrated. Hate tuna. Well, that's, that's a very hot take. Tuna just smells so gross. My cats eat it. Anything my cats eat, I'm like, no. No. They did not have refined palates, if you will. Fair enough. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I think that wraps up our do you want butter on that. Let's jump into trivia, Joey. How do you think you're going to do with Luca? Poor. Um, I think you could do pretty well. I didn't go. I didn't go too difficult here. Uh, question number one: What playing card did Luca hide? So we see towards the beginning, um, he hides two things. I think it was a clock. I might be wrong about that. Um, and a playing card. What playing card did he hide? Like, what is the? Do you want a number? Um, what uh, what type of card it was? Like, think of a deck of playing. Excuse me, deck of playing cards. Okay. I want to say it was the, 
think it was a diamond. Was it the You're going with a diamond? There's there are thirteen diamonds. Well, I know, but I'm trying. I'm trying to like single it out because I, I don't. I I have a feeling I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm going to say you know what I'm going to say the uh, the ten of clubs. It didn't even go with a diamond. Wow. <laughs> okay. Very interesting thought process there. That was fun to. Well, you made it sound like it wasn't a diamond, so I didn't want to pick a diamond. Oh, no. I mean, it wasn't a diamond, but it was interesting that you're like, okay, it's a diamond, and then you guessed in the club. Um, I, well, I knew you were going to get it wrong as soon as you said, do you want a number? It was a joker. So. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, question number two. How many times did Urkel win the uh, – uh, uh, how do you say this word? Proto, proto, protoreso? Portoreso something cup, whatever the cup was, it was called Portoreso, Portoreso. How many times did he win? I believe he said, uh, I believe he said six, six times. So close. Five. This would have been his sixth. Five? Five. Oh, shoot. So close. It's so far. A diamond away. Um, all right. Question number three. Maybe you're going to do horribly at this. I don't know. This is the hardest question, I think. Um, what is the name of the infamous science textbook that makes Luca fall out of gayness and into love with Julia? <laughs> I know it's, I know it's like in Italian. It's like, it's a good guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I, I remember, I remember like seeing it and rem- like thinking about it and remembering it like briefly. Uh, Like, I think I said like it was like la astronomique or something like that. But I don't, I don't remember. I'm gonna go with that because I don't remember what the every part of the word. You were really close. <coughs> Excuse me. You were really close. Uh, well, kind of. You got the L part right. It was l'universo. 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 I did not look it up in Italian, but listeners, feel free. But. Um, yeah. All right. The dreaded I think, I think I think it means uh, the universe. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, o for three. Want want. Not too many of those. How many? I think there's only like three or four of those that you've gone over three. Yeah, yeah. I don't go over three on too many. Usually, I'm able to scramble an answer together for at least one of them. Yeah. Well, maybe next week. Maybe next week. All right, that wraps up our trivia. What do we got next? Corny Awards, is that correct? I never I believe so. All right. So let's jump into Corny Awards then. Our riff on the Dundee Awards. Joey, who gets your first Corny Award? I gave um, Alberto an award. I gave him the True Friend Award. Uh, <laughs> sure. I, I mean, we, we both know we, we both know what's going on, but um, I think, I think, you know, if, if we did what you mentioned where, you know, if we, if we had them in the movie, just as friends, mm. um, you know, and we, we, we didn't look at anything else. I think he, he, he's one of the better, I think he's one of the best friends we've seen in this whole movie. You know, he, 
No, for sure. Brings Luca. He brings Luca into this new world. He gets him to try, you know, going on land, uh, and shows him who he really is. You know, who he can really be. Mm. Um, and you know, he they they he tells you know he's like, oh, we could you know enter this race. We could go see the world and stuff. And you know, even and then they you know things get rough with, with Julia making her way into Luca's life as well. Mm. Um, and Alberto, you know, he, he, he is, he's not positive towards it. He's, he does get a little bit emotional, but, um, yeah. it, you know, in the end he gets him the ticket and, you know, he, he's a true friend, you know, true friends, regardless of their own feelings, will try to let their, their friends go off and do their own stuff and try not to hold them back, I guess. Um, and, you know, is he let him go in the end, even though he knew he, you know, before because before Luca, Alberto didn't really have anyone to hang around with. He was kind of just like up there exploring by himself. And I, and even though he knows it's going to go back to being like that, he, you know, he lets him do it anyway. So, hmm. the big the big sacrifice. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm sure you know train tickets aren't cheap. So no. To buy a friend a, a transportation ticket is impressive. I mean, our friend Zach, I have to get a lawyer to get him to pay me back for a movie ticket. So <laughs> that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, he is a very good friend. And it does seem like he's gay. Because the, the movie, I mean, the movie really tries hard to backtrack on Luca, but they don't on Alberto. Mm. So it does seem like he is in love with Luca. Um, but, uh, um, Alberto was my first award as well. I gave him the Joey Chestnut Award. Uh, I assume you know who Joey Chestnut is, Joey. Yep. Yeah, the hot dog guy, because he he's the one who's going to do the who's originally supposed to do the food portion of this contest. Um. Oh, I guess that's why it's not that weird to have the food thing in there because usually it's mostly teams. It just happened to be because Julia and Luca and Alberto split up but it's typically teams. Yeah. So yeah, I guess, I, guess, I guess you're right. That makes more sense. Julia just has always done it alone because she doesn't really have any friends, it seems like. Mm. Um, but I gave him the Joe Chestnut Award because Joe Chestnut, a professional hot dog eater. Yeah, is that If that's a thing, I don't know if he's a professional, but he's good at it for sure. He eats like 70 hot dogs in 12 minutes. Um, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 12 minutes, Joey? Like gun to your head. Like, uh, I'm going to shoot you if you don't eat. Like you need to eat hot dogs. How many are you eating? I think I could eat like five or six. If I'm going to shoot you. You're only putting five down. Come on. Well, Jesus, I, I have to chew. I can't just swallow them like that dude does. He just not doesn't chew. <laughs> I, I bet I could get. I bet I could get 10. 10? If I trained and like wanted it. I bet I could get 10. <clears throat> I mean, I'm a notoriously slow eater. Like, you know, we've had many a meal together. I, yeah. I'm very slow compared to my peers. But I think if I trained and I really wanted it, I think I could get 10. Interesting. I mean, there's not a lot to hot dogs. No, no, there's not. <clears throat> You're talking about those hot dogs or like the bun too? Well, the bun too. You got to do the bun. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, five or six, I think. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe like ten, maybe ten. I don't know. I bet you could do twelve or thirteen. 
How many things Zach could do? Zach could probably be closer to like 40, 15, 15 to 20 range. Yeah, I bet he could get 20 down. That dude, that dude, that, that dude could eat. He ate a whole large pizza in like five minutes, so. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so you think you could eat more McChickens than hot dogs? Well, in, the, in, in a time frame. How many McChickens can you eat in 12 minutes? We know how many you can eat untimed, and it was quite embarrassing. Uh, 12 minutes? I don't know. I could probably be like three in 12 minutes, three or four. Fair. Uh, for the listeners who are confused, we had a McChicken challenge for Joey once. <clears throat> I thought he could eat 20. He could not. <laughs> but in my defense, I told you to not eat all day and get high, and you did not do that, and you ate like a couple hours before. So, well, I didn't. I didn't really know what the challenge was. So, well, we told you it was food. You knew it was food. And then my coach accused me of like trying to murder you. I was like, it was not just my idea. I want to be very clear about this. You caused distress on my body. (laughs) That one, at least I understand. When she got mad at me at Uno's because you ordered a pizza, I was like, come on, this is ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't order a pizza. I ordered a two-pound cheeseburger. Oh, that's right. I was like, I didn't tell him to order the burger. I just told him to eat it after he ordered it. But anywho. We need another food challenge. Didn't we? I was going to do some food challenge. I forget, but we never did. Um, all right. Who gets your second award? I gave my second award to uh, the father, to uh, Luca's father. Nice. I, 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 put, I gave him the uh, Ugly Duckling Award. Oh, <laughs> rude. Because he is just, he is just funny looking. I mean... I, I figured, you know, honestly, this is what I thought. I thought he was going to be because he he was funny looking as a as a sea creature, mm. um, and I and I just had I was like, they're gonna do a joke. He's gonna get out of the water, and like most of these people, like they look, you know, they look like a version of themselves. Just you know, when they're on land, they look slightly different, obviously, because they're a person now. Yeah, but you know, you can still tell it's them. I was like, he's gonna come out of the water. He's gonna be like some handsome, like trim cut guy <laughs> no. and, like some like really attractive guy and then he came out of the water and wasn't and that was very funny to me <laughs> so i gave him <laughs> i gave him the ugly duckling award he's i don't know if he's better if he's better off in the water or i i don't know he reminded me a lot of um and i'm gonna blank on the name i know you know it the character from monsters university uh Oh, uh, a squid that that was uh, was banging um, Squishy's mom. Yeah, uh, Earl. I think his name is Earl Carlton. Earl Carlton. Yeah, whoever. Yeah, he gave me his vibes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Don Carlton. Don Carlton. Don Carlton. Don. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, he does. Uh, I gave my second award to Massimo. I gave him the Paralympics award because this dude is incredibly um, resourceful and incredibly, uh, what's the word? I'm blanking on a lot of words tonight. I did this right before the podcast. He is, yeah, he's very resourceful for only having one arm. He can do quite a bit and he's uh, impressive. And 
I hope that does. I hope no one thinks I'm using Paralympics as a negative term. I'm using it as a very positive one. <laughs> I, you know, he is impressive with what he does. I, I got to race against some Paralympians uh, when I went down to Miami for a track meet and, uh, and they kicked my ass. So, you know, no, no disrespect to Paralympians, much respect. Um, he is, he is impressive with what he can do with one arm. Can't imagine him with two. Yeah. 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 He's, I, I consider giving him an award, uh, honestly. Um, I, I gave my third award to, uh, Urkel or Urkel or whatever you were calling him. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Urkel, I gave him the Francesco Bernoulli award because he is a so fast. Oh, nice. That's a good call. I don't know why he just, he reminded me of Francesco from cars. I, hmm. I mean, he doesn't deserve to by any means. Cause you know, Fra- Francesco in the end becomes kind of a nice guy. Um, yeah. And you know, he, and him and McQueen kind of patch things up, but th- this guy's just kind of terrible from the beginning to the end. I mean, <laughs> in the end he's trying to spear him with a har- harpoon. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, dude, chill. Yeah. Uh, and he's just, yeah, he's just, just, just terrible. He's a terrible person, but, uh, mm. he reminds me of Francesco because, uh, just, just because of, I, I feel like if Francesco was a person, that's who it would be. But at the same time, I feel like if Ercole was a car, he would not be Francesco. I feel like he'd be more of a, his speed would be more of Luigi. And it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's just a weird thing for me, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, yeah, Francesco was a person, he'd be him. But if he was a car, he'd be Luigi. It's, I don't know. I got a lot of things going on, but. I like that, I like that game. Uh, Massimo would definitely be Sarge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Uh Mater would be Alberto because he. Because he loves lightning, but lightning doesn't love him. Huh. <laughs> Just kidding. Mater loves what's her name uh, the, from the from the god awful second movie. Uh, Holly oh, Shift. I don't know. Holly Shift. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I like that game. I always enjoy those games. Who would this person be if they were completely different? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would this person be if they were not that person? He'd be. Uh, he'd be. Marlon from Finding Nemo, because I hate him. <laughs> uh, my third award I gave to Machiavelli the Cat. I gave him, the, or her, I don't know. I think it's a him. But uh, the catnip award, because this cat really needs to just, you know, take a hit of some catnip and just chill. And just get high and chill. <laughs> it is very high strung, and it needs to relax a little bit. <laughs> As do we all from time to time. Yeah, fair enough. That cat is on something. Uh, he is just wired all the time. Very suspicious of everyone. Yeah, he does not like the sea creatures. Or That's for sure. It's a racist cat. <laughs> True. <laughs> the cat's going to get canceled. If he keeps it up. <laughs> um, all right. What? Uh, I completely lost where I was going there. Okay, we're going to Pixar rank. Let's rank these films, Joey. Where does Luca land for you? Luca lands 
at number 16 for me. Okay. Uh, and it's right between, and I believe last week I put uh, Toy Story 4 at number 15. Si, senor. So, yeah, I, I've noticed a trend recently. A lot of my movies are getting put in that sort of area. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I... Uh, I feel like you and me are, you know, we've been fairly similar for the most part in a lot of, with a lot of these films. And I feel like we're going to differ quite a bit. Um, and I know you, you touched a lot on, you know, your issues with this movie uh, and some good points mm. about, about Pixar and Disney. Um, and, and being honest, you know, I didn't really consider much of that, um, you know, and it, it's, you know, I, I re- realize it, it is, it is important, but I, I think I just didn't, you know, when I was ranking this, I didn't register much of that. I just kind of mm. went based off of when we watched it uh, the other night. So I put it at number 16, right between Up and Toy Story 4. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I liked that it was different. I liked that, you know, we kind of, to me, it was kind of like the good dinosaur, but just a, a better overall movie. You know, it was kind of kind of interesting. Like the Good Dinosaur was like a new movie to us. Obviously, like we hadn't seen it, um, but it was just kind of I don't know. It was weird to me. It didn't make sense. Uh, and this movie was kind of neat. I liked I liked how it you know it started. We're underwater, and that he like works on a farm. His parents have like a farm of some sorts, hmm. and then they go they go on this adventure onto the onto land, um, and, and you know the the friendship develops between. Luca and Alberto and I, I you know I, I like the characters I think a lot more in this movie too you know we don't get many of them but I think the ones we do get are pretty decent um and so you know like finding Nemo finding Dory I don't know they just they don't really do a whole lot for me uh finding Nemo I talked about I watched a lot as a kid so it's not really entertaining for me anymore Bugs Life the same thing it's good dinosaur I just really didn't enjoy it Cars 2, well, we all know about Cars 2. Um, yeah. No one has fun watching Cars 2. No. Um, and then as I went up the list, I I don't know, it kind of just mentally, every time I like said the name of the movie, I like slowed down a bit more as I climbed the list. And then I started pondering right around the Toy Story 4 mark. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I like Toy Story 4 better. Um, yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of how I do a lot of these. I just like, I look at my list. And I start at the bottom hmm. and it, you know, I'll, like the first guy would be like, okay, cars, good dinosaur bugs life. And then as I get closer to my decision, it's like, okay, like finding Nemo. And I'll start like thinking back, like, finding Dory. And then I'll, then I'll like jump up a couple and be like, okay, like inside out. And it's like, no, and that's kind of, I just like fine tune it. And then it, I just go wherever I feel it should be. Yeah. For those of you wondering how I, how I do this. <laughs> Take notes on how to rank things. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's fair. I I agree with you that after for me it's um, movie like thirteen fourteen in that range. My Wally Toy Story four. Where after that, that's where a lot of these movies kind of fall in. Yeah, unless it's really good. Like that's kind of separation for me. I had Luca at eighteen, um, just ahead of Finding Nemo and below up. Um, those of you who remember the up podcast, I don't care for that movie too much. Luca, I think I did demote it because of all the issues I talked about um, a little bit. It wasn't a lot though. 
I probably, if, if Luca and Alberto, like I said, had kissed at the train and it was clear that they were gay, this movie probably would have fallen at 15 for me. Okay. Like, so I did take that into account, but it did not drastically alter how I viewed this movie. I, I, I did like this movie angers me, but I don't take that out on the creators. Like they just did what they were told. And I, I did think the movie was interesting. Um, the visuals were great. I thought it looked beautiful um, all the way through. And so, so yeah, for those wondering, like it did not drastically alter my rankings. Um, it, uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't penalize this movie too harshly. I don't think I dropped it a couple spots of where I would have been because of that. Um, but I did think, you know, I think it's interesting. It's not going to win best uh, animated feature. It's nominated this year. I don't see any world where it wins. I would be very shocked. I've made a lot of bets on the Oscars and that was not one of them. Um, if any, if any Academy voters are listening, a thank you. And B, please vote for Coda for best picture. Cause I, a lot of cheddar on that one. Tell you what, if that one wins. We're going out to dinner. We're eating nice, Joey, if Coda wins this picture. We're talking triple-digit cheddar here. So, Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully Coda can win. But, uh, but yeah, so Luca, I think it was an interesting story, beautifully done. It just frustrated me uh, with some of the decisions. But still better than Finding Nemo, though. I still do not like Finding Nemo. Shocker. <laughs> um. All right. So I think that just about wraps it up uh, here for next week. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I don't want to tease anymore. I'm just going to, we're doing turning red. We're just doing turning red. It just dropped on uh, Disney, Disney plus today, um, which is why we, we were going to do it this week, but we decided not to because it came out on Friday. We'd have to watch it and pod, you know, really quick, turnaround so we're just gonna wait till next week to do turning red i've already got some thoughts before i've even seen it um so we'll see are you excited for turning red joey the new pixar movie yeah yeah i think i think i'm getting to the point where i'm a bit more excited for the newer stuff whereas at first i was at best indifferent to watching new movies true we're in the point now where neither of us have seen any of the last three movies we have turning red soul and onward and neither of us have seen any of those i will say turning red i'm the least excited for of the three i'm most excited for soul and then onward and then turning red okay yeah i think i think i'm not gonna get too hyped up for any of them because it could all disappoint me or they could all be bangers so Hmm. i'll wait and see yeah I, I have high expectations for soul as a, as a musician and like a jazz musician, I, which I think is what that movie's about. I'm very excited for that. Um, onward and turning red. Meh. I don't know. We'll see. Um, they'll be better than cars too. I could almost, I could, I would, I would bet on that. Uh, all right. So that's going to do it here for this. Our, probably our most controversial episode. Um, thanks to me. So hopefully you stuck around till the end and hopefully you'll listen next week. Uh, For Joey, I'm Adam. This is Movies and Popcorn. Thanks for listening and make sure to have some popcorn.